Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Clingers Have Spoken. I'm Joel. Across from me, as always, in Zoom is Michael. We just watched the eighth episode of season 44 of Survivor. We also watched the Grizzlies beat the Lakers in game two of the NBA playoffs. And we are here to talk about, firstly and foremostly, the Survivor episode. And maybe we'll get to the rest at the end. Michael, how are you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling good, man. Another tribal council. Another tribal council where Carolyn and Jam Jam didn't get voted out. It is now three Soka, three Ratu, and three original Tika. Yo, like, what Jam Jam wasn't even like an option. Like, Carson wasn't an option. Carolyn wasn't an option. It was like, no, this is just straight up somebody from Ratu's going home or somebody from Soka's going home. And that is like, man. That is how you want to do it. Like, it was, I am so impressed with the Tika tribe and so unimpressed with the other tribes for just taking for granted Tika the whole time. Like, we got we got Kane sitting over there saying, oh, man, like, you know, they said I, I should never get cocky because then you're going to look like an idiot. But I don't know. Like, I'm feeling kind of cocky right now. We're in great spot. If we don't make it to the end, it's probably one of our faults. And it's like, bro, I mean, kind of, but like, that's so like, that feels so narcissistic to say on Survivor, right? Especially when you don't have like, it's not like four against two. It's four against six. Like, what do you, what, what is going on in your brain, bro? Yeah, I thought that was kind of dumb. It's like, it wasn't like a two tribe thing and you get to the merge and you get a couple votes in and then it's six of your tribe and four of the other. It's literally four, three, three. And maybe in Kane's mind, Carson is with them. So it's five, three, five, two, three, two which, with an extra vote. I guess like in that sense, maybe, you know, it, it would, it would make sense uh, to say something like that, but. Yeah, I thought that was a kind of a dumb amount of overconfidence um, from Kane there. And, you know, what I loved about tonight is all of Tika voted for Franny even though they knew Franny was going to get Nidal played for her so that they can stay under the radar and think make Ratu yes. think that they're with them when they're actually with Soka. Yeah. So that's the interesting thing. And I think they broke like six and four of the votes. So I think like two of them voted with with Ratu. Um I don't I don't know Jam which Jam ones. And Carson voted with Ratu. So like that's such a good play. Like that is such a good play. Like I think that the concern for them doing that would be like Soka saying, hey, wait, are you with us or are you with them? And I wonder if they actually had that conversation like with them. Like, because Heidi straight up told Carson and Jam Jam like what was going to happen. So they were like, all right, well, I guess nothing changes for us. And then you just play it and we can. I wonder if they had that conversation with like Danny and Heidi and Franny being like, hey, look, like we're with y'all we are totally willing to just keep voting Franny just to like give them the illusion that we are with them when we are not like Mm -hmm. we are with you and it is stupid for us 
to not be with you. So you can trust that we will do what we are saying we will do. And if we hear otherwise, we will tell you. Right. Right. You just need like a safe word from Danny in case uh, in case he decides not to play the he's not going to play the idol for Franny. You've got a way to have a way to signal that to Tika and then they might just vote Franny out anyways. But yeah, I thought that was really, really well played by Tika tonight. And it seems abundantly clear that people definitely think Jam Jam is like the strategic Tika member. <laughs> I think they probably think Carson is strategic, but they don't think Carolyn. But they know they don't think they Carolyn. know that Carolyn is not strategic, though. That's what they think, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah, dude. Like they're they're so sure that like Jam Jam is like a thinker and Carson is a thinker but Carson is also loyal but Jam Jam has no ties and it's like no you're you're like totally discounting like a whole human being here like you may discount her in the challenges and I think that would be appropriate to do so I mean we saw again tonight that she was awful and she got the treatment from Jeff that was like come on Carolyn come on like this is how we survive and it's like bro like no it's not like she's she just she doesn't understand she either doesn't understand or can't move her body in a way to effectively do that challenge like there that's just like the way it is and that's the way it's been the whole time and we don't have to be good at everything like she's a horrible challenge person and i was very thankful when she and carson got put together because hopefully she was like well, I'm not going to win anyway. So, yeah, I'll be with Carson. That's fine. <laughs> like, because, I mean, yeah. Just, if I have to watch Carol and struggle in the nets with the mud, which can we, t- okay, I want to take a pause for a second. The muddy net, we've seen that, like, multiple times this season. Like, is that just, like, a thing now? I, I don't think like, we've seen it multiple times this season. I think we saw it last season and, th- and this season. Because oh, we, we? we saw Noel, <laughs> Noel got stuck in it, and she like oh, took right. her uh, took her leg off, and yeah, yeah, and and they they made like a big thing about it, like oh Noel, like heart of a champion, never giving up, and they made fun <laughs> of Carolyn in the edit a little bit more, like you could just hear her screaming through. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, she's like, like, oh my god, he was like, what, what am I supposed to do? Just, Jeff saying like, "Oh, Carson, like, doesn't even have a voice." And Carson saying like, "Yeah, you just, you just gotta like turn." Yeah, that's the right way. And then just hearing Carolyn, "Oh, oh." Well, like Madeline <laughs> and I, since Wesley was born, we've become people who watch TV with the the captions on, and it was yeah. just like hilarious, like because it's got like Jeff, all the things that he's saying. Then they'll just say like Carolyn colon. Oh my god! <laughs> just like her stuck in the net, it was pretty funny. Did it? Did it caption like her like moans or whatever, like her groans? Did it caption that at all? Yeah, Carolyn screaming, Carolyn groaning. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I mean, she's so bad at challenges. Like, I don't think we've seen someone like this bad at challenges since like Jatia, right? Like. This is, like, next-level bad at challenges. And, you know, she seems to be doing fantastic at the game, so great for her, but, like, she's doing pretty terrible, in my opinion. 
in the challenges. Yeah. I may be wrong, but I don't think I am. And and that's to her advantage. You know? It's yeah. to her advantage. Like it, no one no ever so beyond just thinking Carolyn is like a zero vote finalist, which she she won't be. It is to your advantage to take people deep in the game that you can beat in an immunity challenge. So for that reason, like she's a great person to have at Final Four. And it's like, hey, I've got to win immunity so that I can pick who comes with me and who's in a, in fire making. It's like, I like my chances. I've really got a one in three chance if I'm at the final four immunity challenge with Carolyn. Because even like something as simple as like Simotion, which I know isn't like, it's hard, but like that challenge where you put the ball in and it goes different ways, like she's not going to be able to do that with one arm. Like she's just not yeah. going to be able to do it. She's not coordinated enough. So she's she, not coordinated enough. And from everything you've seen, she's not going to be able to like concentrate and calculate that out because you've already written all these assumptions on her already that say that she can't do that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, good on Tika. I thought we saw more of lauren tonight than we've seen all season we've seen more of heidi tonight than we've seen all season i don't really know that it's a sign of things to come though um i I think it's a little bit late to be making somebody a main character at this point but we did get a lot of heidi tonight pretty rough episode i would say for heidi right like she comes back and she did the thing that was like what i thought she did last week with basically scapegoating like Saying, saying, like, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I thought that was exactly what she was doing, and that is what she did. However, that's not going to make any friends, right? She's just trying not to lose the alliances that she has. And she's doing a poor job of that because she spilled the main alliance that she had, that he had an idol, which is stupid. Like, that's dumb, right? Because Danny was with Heidi. They're each other's number ones. Why would you go and just try to pull these people in without asking him? You know, like that, that makes no sense. And I picked Heidi to win and I am wrong. And that makes me sad, but I like Heidi as a person. I just don't think that she's got really any shot at being even in the finale of this season. I mean, I thought that Heidi, like she kind of thinks that, they're not a three and a three. She thinks that they're a six. That's kind of the vibe I was picking yeah. up. She like in her mind, it's not like, oh, it's me, Danny, and Franny, and then it's, you know, Jam Jam, Carson, and Carolyn. Like she literally like the way she was talking to Jam Jam all episode was basically telling him like, you're the person that I want to work with the most. So I don't know if that's his like. They both are latin americans or what but like that seems to be like in her mind that that jam jam is is one of her closest allies now um which made it all the more confusing why she did what she did last week and maybe that her telling jam jam that was a way to try to make up for that and say hey you know i knew that you weren't going home anyways and that lauren would want to use her extra vote if she needed to and so I didn't think that our, it would matter that much. I try not to ruffle any feathers, but like, you know, I really want to work with you. I can now prove that by giving you this piece of information um, that isn't really convenient for me to give you. Yeah. Yeah. I just, man, like, 
I get that. I get that. But that just seems dumb. Like, why would you, why would you do that? Like that, that makes no sense to me. Um, we did see more of Lauren. Of course she won the immunity challenge. So like, we're going to see more of whoever won the immunity challenge. Did you know that she had children? Like, she's not that old. Like, she looks like my age. Like, maybe she's older than me, but, like, she does not. She's 30, probably. Man, when she says she had kids and they would be proud, I was like, yo, what? Lauren has kids? That's crazy. Um, And, like... Yeah, I just couldn't believe that. It took me a while to get over that. I was, I like the whole commercial break. I was like, that does not track with me, like at all. She has like multiple kids. She was like, yes, the kids in school, but like the kids, like in my own fan, like my kids. I was like, what? Okay, anyway, we can get move on from that. But like, we saw a lot of Laura, Lauren, but we didn't really see like a lot of her witty gameplay. Right? It was just like, oh, more personal things of Lauren. Because she won the thing. So she's going to be proud and we're going to be like, yay, Lauren. And then we're going to move on. Um, we have not talked about the person that got voted out at all. And I, that's probably for good reason. Um, did you stick around to see Brandon's like after the torch got snuffed part? Like like the scenes from the next episode. Did you watch that? Yeah. I mean, didn't he just say, I did my best. I played hard. Like, Blah, blah, blah. Well, the last thing he said was like, you know, you play hard and you come for the top dog. And that's what they did. And it's like, Brandon, no, like, bro, like, I absolutely hate to break this to you right now because I think you think that you played like this great game and you were doing so well. You had such a good, strong foothold. No, like, no, like, no, no one like probably really wanted to work with you. Unless it was, like, Lauren or maybe Kane. Everybody else just, like, didn't really care that much. And we're just like, yeah, this guy's, like, big and strong and fast. Let's vote him out. Yeah, I mean, I think that we've talked about this before, but it's hard for, like, the big, strong guy to, like, really win. Because even if, like... He, they're an easy vote at the merge because it's like they're probably good at immunity challenge. They could never win an immunity challenge. People would still point to them and say they're immunity threat because all of these like small people or slow people or unathletic people are just like getting together to vote out the person that are like, I, you know, I couldn't beat them in a strength competition. So I, I could maybe beat everyone else. Let's vote them out. Like, so they are like a quote unquote threat and like they're just easy they're easy votes they're the votes that are easy to get people on board with um but yeah. yeah i don't think anyone's voting for brandon to win survivor so is he really a threat like he didn't seem like he was a strategic mastermind he completely blew the birdcage thing that we saw at the very beginning of the game um i i'm not haven't been impressed by brandon i wasn't impressed by brandon um and i'm glad he's gone other people I'm not impressed by that I hope get voted that I hope get voted out soon um, are Jamie, Lauren, yeah, and a, Heidi. A total no show in this episode. Jamie was like not in this episode at all. Like she an over in this episode. Like and that's how I feel about her. Like the whole time. Like they haven't been giving any editing time to Jamie or Lauren, 
And I wonder why. Um, and there are a couple ways you could go with that. Some people, including myself, would say that they just probably are not important for late gameplay. Some other people would say that some other factors may come into play, such as the same reason that certain people were voted out early in this season, which I would disagree with because that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, But, like, they just... There's no way Jamie makes it to the end, right? Like... For for her to be here and had to have such little editing, like, I don't know if there's a way where three of the next four votes, like, a Ratu doesn't get sent home. Right? Like, there are nine people on the island, and three of them are Ratu, and we have seen barely any of Ratu. That doesn't make any sense to me why they would still be here. So if I were a betting man... I would put all my money on two of the next three people getting voted out would be from Orange Tribe. Yeah. Personally. I mean, I definitely think Jamie, Lauren, Heidi, like I could see those being the next three people voted out. Um, But at the same time, like if you vote out, if you vote out Lauren next, like, you know, she seems like her head's in the game, I guess. But, and then like, why wouldn't you take Jamie to the final three? Like, what has she done? Like, she thinks she has an idol, but she doesn't even have one. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, yeah. why? Why would we? Why would we want to vote her out? Really, other than just like getting rid of all the ratus? Like, that's what's going to happen. It's probably Tika and Soka will vote together for the next vote, and then maybe one after that, and then they're just going to forget about that ratu person because they don't want to get to three three. They want to. Go take it at four three at that point. So, you know they're not just gonna vote six one on somebody at that point. They're gonna really try to pull a who whatever remaining person or two people of Ratu and pull them over to their side, which I think like Tika's in the position to do that because Ratu and Soka do not like each other. They said that multiple times tonight. I thought that the best moment. In tonight's episode was that they showed like three confessionals in a row and it was Carson, Jam Jam and Carolyn all basically saying the same thing of like, yeah, those two groups hate each other and we're just so under the radar and nobody cares and we're we're just vibing because we can just keep pitting them against each other. They're going to keep voting for each other because those groups like they see each other as the power groups like. Ratu's probably like Danny is the biggest threat out here, and Soka's probably thinking that I don't know, I don't even know. They were thinking Brandon was the biggest threat out there, I guess. And uh, obviously, like those guys aren't big threats. Like I will say, Danny officially is a threat. I would be worried if I'm in the game. I'm not seeing the edit. Yeah, I'm. I'm in the game. I'm. He's the person I'm most worried about at this point beating me. Because he has now yeah. played an idol successfully. A successful idol. Uh, he yeah. correctly played a successful idol. He nullified a majority vote with an idol play. And even if Tika knows that that's fake, that they knew that was going to happen and they voted for Franny anyways when they didn't have to, if I'm, if I'm a Ratu player or I'm another Soka player, Danny's the guy. I'm like, 
Danny's the man. He's the guy that's that is in the best shape in this game. So you either gotta target Danny and now he doesn't have an idol. And based on next time on Survivor, it looks like he's gonna be the biggest idol hunter out there. So they're gonna keep putting votes on him probably. Yeah. I mean, so like I think that's gonna be the interesting thing, whether Tika hits Soka or Ratu next, right? Like, do they want to hit Lauren because she has an extra vote or do they want to take out like Heidi or Danny right now? I don't think they want to take out Franny at all. Like Franny's like there. She's like cool or whatever. They can trust her. Um, And maybe Kane is like maybe like an ally to them, but like they don't really work with Lauren at all. And Lauren was talking to Carolyn. She said her words were so interesting to me. She was like, I think you should be talking to me so that we can work together. I think you would want to be working together with me. And I was like, man, that feels so condescending. Well, like, it is. Like, I think that's, I think that you should want to work with me. Like, not like I want to work with you. Like, let's do this. Like, let's have this symbiotic relationship. It's like, hey, look, if I'm in your shoes, like, I'm thinking, like, I think you should work with me, like, straight up. Like, I wonder how they cut that or if that's just straight up how it came off because that is just so if I was on the island and I heard that it's like well I know I'm not going to work with that person well especially that person's she led off with I know we haven't talked much game but you should work (laughs) with me not yeah like it doesn't not coming to her as an equal partner not coming to her as like you know, you'll, it, it's good to listen first. Like, it's always good to listen first. Instead of saying, I know we haven't talked much game, but you should work with me, is, I know we haven't talked much game, but we need to put our heads together and see how we can work together. Or saying something like that. Instead of like, hey, hop on the Ratu train, because we're roll, it's rolling out of the station. It's like, Y'all are literally so dumb. You are literally a minority. You're four people in a group of ten. Like, you do not have the numbers, really. And uh, that's the great thing about the three tribe, is you don't want to be in the biggest tribe, unless there's literally so many of you, and you're the least threatening person in that group. See Erica and Heather from Survivor 41. You know, if, if that's the situation where there's two or three other guys in your tribe who look like big threats and challenge beasts, and you just roll into the merge with them, great, because you're not going to get targeted. But if you're like, you know, in just kind of an eh tribe, but you just keep winning challenges, like that's not where you really want to be. We've seen this happening for a millennia in Survivor of people like just going going into the merge with numbers and either being overconfident or just blowing it up themselves. Like the problem with having the numbers in a two person tribe is that there's too many people to keep on the same page for that long of a time. So that's really hard to do. But the problem with three is that the other two tribes will just team up against you and beat you. So, you know, if I'm like, let's say I'm on, I'm on three, a tribe survivor season. And I'm thinking that the merge is getting close and we're all even do I go intentional Matt Singh here? Just go for the intentional Matt Singh. Okay, I'll drop us down to three. And that way, when we're, we get to the marriage, we're not threats, right? Because, in fact, yeah. we'll, even, we'll even vote out 
you know, our best challenge player, like just to keep our, our profile down. Yeah. I feel like if I was in the majority group, what I would do is I would just grab one other person and walk over to a tribe that I liked and I trusted and that that person liked and trusted and be like, Hey, look, we're good to vote with you guys. If you need to get those people out, I'd rather not. But if you need to get those people out, let's do one of them and then let's do one of the other tribe and then let's work from there. You know, like that's, it's just such a dangerous place to be where you have two tribes that don't trust you. You have six people on the beach that you may think are your friends and are not your friends. Like that's, that's the thing, you know? And now that we're in a three, 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 it should be even. But since you think of Soka as your enemy, it's not just like a triangle. It's not just like a, uh, well, if we hit them, they'll hit us and then we'll hit the other people. That's not how this is going to go. Like everyone is ganged up on you and you are trying to only work with the Soka people. So who is in the middle of you guys? This is not a triangle anymore. This is a line. And it's like, you got to figure out how to work around that, which is very, very interesting. Anything else on this episode? Not really. I like uh, episodes where they get covered in mud. I mean, I just, I'm not a big fan of the net thing. I don't like the net thing, but I love it when they're covered in mud. I mean, that's classic. That's classic Survivor right there. (laughs) That's old school Survivor. Do Do you miss like them painting up? for for no. challenges no but i that's fine i do miss like a good jousting challenge or something like that like oh. there was challenges that weren't like overly physical that i think they could do that are still physical like hey you're two standing on platforms and you're trying to knock each other off with like a long padded stick you know stuff yeah. like that or um you know the one where they're like holding a vase in their hand and you're trying to knock the other team's vase off like i wish they would still do stuff like yeah. that in the tri period um that they not don't do like anymore, the but. not like the full no rules flag flag capture the flag or like the no rules dig up basketball a bag, or whatever deck the other people on the way back oh my god yeah, that basketball was tackle basketball Dude, that was, was crazy crazy like that was insane to watch i was like how did they this is assault like all these people are committing assault they're just in Fiji or wherever, and they're just it's getting a whatever. concussion in like the middle of nowhere. With, but like that's not, you know, like you'll probably stay in the game if you have a concussion. You just won't tell anyone. You yeah, know, unless you're like getting sick or you're knocked out cold. Yeah, yeah, man, what what a wild time that was! And now we have two medevacs on this season, and. One was from the very first thing that anyone did in the challenge, and the other was from climbing a daggum rock. So, I guess you never well, know. It's really from falling from the rock, not climbing it. Yeah, yeah, but just totally recreational, you know. Like, no point. Oh man. All right. Well, let's talk about the other thing that just happened. The Grizzlies are tied 1-1 with the Lakers. Um, I went on Sunday, and it was a little sad because, like, I wanted to go see LeBron live, right? Like, I want to see, like, LeBron in person. I don't be able to tell, like, my nephew. I'll be like, yeah, I saw, like, 
the best basketball player or top two, you know, it's arguable of all time play in Memphis in the playoffs. Now, so if, if he scored 30 and got a triple double and the Grizzlies lost, you know, that's fine. I'll be like, man, that's a story. I'll be able to tell everybody for the rest of my life. No, it was Austin Reeves and Rui Achimura scoring or assisting on every basket in the fourth quarter. And that's how we lost. And that made me a little sad. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think LeBron had a bad game, though. I, th- I thought he's, no. he, he, he had a good game. Like, his numbers weren't crazy. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like a transcendent LeBron performance. But I, I don't know how many of those we can expect at this point. I thought he had a good game. Yeah, I saw him, like, tomahawk it down. But, like, I'm just saying that I would have been happier if, like, LeBron keyed in the win or if the Grizzlies just won. Mm-hmm. Right? And unfortunately, I watched Rui Achimura lead the Lakers in points. And no one's going to be interested in that story, right? But that's where we are. I don't know. Where are your hopes right now with the Grizzlies? Tonight's game was encouraging. Um, Winning without Morant. And I know that you think that's, you know, they're more likely to win without Morant. Here's the thing I'll say. I will give you this, that they play better defense without John Moran on the floor. That's about, in my opinion, really the only benefit. Um, and a problem that we didn't have tonight that we would have in a closer game, like say it's literally tied or we're it's a one-possession game going down into the final couple minutes. We need John Moran and... If, if like if if we're calling timeout, if there's a timeout like dead ball, and we're in half court, none of the guys on our team can get a basket. Like it's true. All like we won tonight because it was just running back and forth all game. And if it was yeah. in the half court, like it wasn't out of like a set play, it wasn't anything like that. Like there's not a guy on our team we can give the ball to besides John Morant, who can break down a defense and pitch to a corner or score for themselves. Like, it's all, like, Desmond Bain sprinting around the perimeter or it's Tyus sprinting around the perimeter, which, like, works, like, through the the grand scope of a game. Um, But I do think we're going to need Jaw back if we want a chance to beat this Lakers team. Like, I know we won tonight, but that was a home game, a, a game we had to have. Yeah. I'm worried about us exhaling a little bit, the Lakers getting on their home floor and whooping us. Like, I know LeBron has played the last two games and his minutes probably look like he's played a lot, but he hasn't. Like, it, it, he hasn't turned it on. It doesn't look to me like he has left it all on the floor yet. Correct. And we yeah. need to win a game with LeBron leaving it all on the floor before I have any, you know, before I would expect for us to win this series. Because the thing is, he's old. And so if, if he uh, leaves it all on the floor and we find a way to win that game, I'm feeling great. If that's game three, where he comes out determined to get a win and we find a way to win that game, I like our chances because we're the younger team. Uh, and if, you know, like, I don't trust AD and LeBron to hold up. Granted, the Grizzlies haven't held up great this season, um, but still. Yeah, I, I, for whatever reason, I like their chances in Game 4 better than Game 3. Like, 
it just doesn't feel right for them to get an extra day of rest and LeBron to be at home in a game that they feel like they probably need at that point. And then game four, they may feel like they have it in the bag if they come out in game three and destroy us. I like I like their chances in game four better. Um, two things I will say when John Morant is out that are bad. Uh, exactly what you said. I thought about that earlier today. Like being in the half court and just like giving somebody the ball when they need a basket. Jaw is absolutely the best at that. And we really don't have anybody, maybe Jaron, but that has to be like the right set of circumstances for him to ISO and do well. Second point that sometimes happens and did not happen tonight is when John Moran is out, somebody else thinks that they need to take over the game and score the points that John Moran's leaving on the court. And that person's Dylan Brooks. And when that happens, we lose. However, Dylan Brooks only played 23 minutes tonight. 23 minutes. David Roddy played 21. And we won decently comfortably i wonder if there is any correlation with that right i think i think john moran's minutes and production have to go to someone else other than dylan brooks or we don't win and tonight there was a guy that played one minute last game that played a lot tonight and had an incredible game, including rejecting Anthony Davis at the basket on a dunk. Like, I'm not saying John Conchar is like John Moran or anything, but like, that guy's good at basketball, and he's good for the team. And when he's on the floor, the team like actually flows. You know, so I play like team defense, and you actually do things, despite what he looks like and the athletic ability that he appears to have. You know, like... What what I see when John Morant's not on the floor is like everybody feels the need to produce. There's a sense of urgency. There's more energy. When John Morant's on the floor, it feels like sometimes, all right, Jaws is going to ISO, and he may score, and he may not, and then we're going to get back on defense. Like tonight, everybody was playing offense. Everybody was playing defense the whole game. And it wasn't Dylan Brooks that had the basketball on his hands the whole time. It wasn't even on the floor the whole time. So that's why we won, in my opinion. Kevin O'Connor had a great take. On the mismatch, he was like, Dylan Brooks keeps taking all these shots. He keeps taking all these shots, and he keeps missing. He is not an efficient scorer. And Chris Vernon was like, well, yeah, but like that's what it is. And he's like, and Kevin O'Connor's like, but why is he allowed to do that? And Chris Vernon said, well, you know, like in order to have him on the team and be like the leader that he is and play the defense that he is, maybe he gets like a longer leash. And it's like, but that's dumb. <laughs> like that's, that's an incorrect thing to do. In my opinion, and in other people's opinion, I would imagine. Yeah, but it's not like he's the first guy in NBA history that's that's been the vibe with. Like, you put up with the bad shots. You put up with the Marcus Smart shots. You put up with the Tony Allen shots. You put up with the Russell Westbrook shots. You put up with it. The great thing I'll say about Draymond Green, who is a similar player, is that he understands his limits on offense and he works inside of them. Like, if Dylan tried to play a little bit more like Draymond on offense, that could really be something. I think the person that we need to talk about the most tonight is Xavier Tillman, who was... The boy went off. I mean, he literally just outworked Davis. Like, yeah. He just said... Which, I mean, is not very hard to do, but, yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. had a great game. Yeah, I, I, you know, 
he just outworked Davis. And then the great thing is, like, Jaron's guarding Davis, but Davis is guarding Tillman. And so Tillman's just scrambling for all these offensive boards, and Tillman's cleaning up the defensive glass because Jaron's contesting Davis. So it was, it was, uh, it was really, really great game from him. Um, but, I mean, for us to win in L.A., like, Tyus and Conchar and Roddy and Tillman, they have to play big. And in the playoffs, r- role players struggle on the road generally. So we'll see. Yeah, we will see. And we will also see next week's episode of Survivor. As for Michael, this has been Joel. We are the Clingers, and the Clingers have spoken. We will see you next week. <laughs>